Greetings and salutations. Welcome, my friends, listeners, to Season 2, Episode 26 of the Write Write Podcast, your weekly pep talk on living the writing life. My name is Elon. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And today we're going to be talking about strategies for developing a daily practice. Uh, and before we get started, I want to just, you know, put out a disclaimer there uh, that daily writing is not for everyone. Um, it's a it's a metric that sometimes we, we hold ourselves to. Uh, and we consider, our, we consider ourselves less legitimate as writers if we can't write every day. I fall victim to this all the time. Um, but I just want to reiterate before we even have this entire conversation that if writing every day isn't something that works for you, that doesn't make you any less valid as a writer uh, because it's just not for everyone. But if it is for you or if you do want to sort of experiment with it, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, building a daily habit can be difficult and there are strategies for accomplishing that. Uh, so I know that, that, that John has like a really concerted, like a specific strategy by which he's been writing every day for the last couple months. And we are on a shared spreadsheet, which we, uh, which we shared, uh, with the group a few weeks ago. Um, and I've noticed that in the last, what is it? Three months, you've written a hundred thousand words. Something. I think I'm over a hundred thousand, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, for, for comparison's sake, I'm at 18 K, which is great for me. I'm very proud of that. Uh, because I had no idea how much or how little I was writing and I'm keeping track and it might not be a lot, but it's more than I thought. Um, but seeing that you've written a hundred and maybe 110,000 words in the last few months has been pretty remarkable. Um, so I wanted to talk about how you make sure you write every day, how you get motivated, uh, how do you schedule yourself? What is, what are the things, the strategic things you implement in your daily life to keep you writing every day? Well, the the thing that kicked this all off, I know we've recommended Stephen King's on writing before because that kicked it off for me. He talks about how he writes two thousand words every day. Well, I I decided well I could do two hours every day, and initially it was just like well two hours is not that hard to fit in somewhere. I mean I could put it at the end of the day, I could put it at the beginning. Um, so over time I found it's just it's kind of like. If you wanted to say you want to get in shape and you just make it an all or nothing, I'm going to the gym and you treat it like an appointment. You, you know, that's the type of mentality I've taken with writing. Mm-hmm. Um, today was like the first day in months that I've actually slept in and I got very little done today, but all I had to do was two hours of writing. So, you know, I relaxed, I let my, let my body recover and I got up around 10 o'clock and made some coffee and I, I went in and wrote for two hours and it was it's it, it's done. So it's sort of, for me, it's like treating it as like a bite-sized chunk rather than it's like I have to write a thousand words and I'm going to, you know, get all tangled up with other things in the day because I'm frustrated and get my writing done. Um, rather than that approach, I find just like an intentional time block. And then like the 100,000 plus words that I've written, they've, they've just happened. It, it never really, I have to admit being on the spreadsheet, it gives an extra boost. There's sometimes I'm at my two hours and I know if I just stick it out for another 15 minutes, I'll get over a thousand words because they got the bonus points. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Sometimes, but I'm right now I'm kind of, I don't really care. It's more or less what matters to me is that I sat down and it's kind of like looking in the mirror. Hey, that's kind of cool. I focused for two hours and I've got a little calculator um, open on my desktop and it's kind of hard for me to track my words because I'm over I'm rewriting as I'm working through a draft so 
I have to kind of, every time I re write something, I highlight it and add up how many words I've put in there. But it, it adds up over the two hours. And there, yeah. there is a thing that I kind of want to hang a hat on here or put a pin on or focus on or just talk about a little bit more. I don't know why I'm trying to use so many bad uh, idioms. I'm, it, that was a weird thing to even try to do. Um, but you and, you and Craig both do, uh, as opposed to what a lot of writers do, uh, you set aside time blocks, which I think, and we've talked about this before, but I just want to sort of talk about it again because I think it's it's one of those like subtly profound shifts in mindset that can help free you from like the tyranny of word count, free you from uh, the pressure you put on yourself to produce an amount as opposed to uh, invest time. Because I think uh, our days aren't counted in words. Our days are counted in minutes. Our days are counted in hours. And if you are having a hard day writing, you can sit down for an hour and, and, and get a couple words out, maybe take a couple notes, because that still counts as time spent working on your stuff. But if you sit there and you say, I have to hit 500 words and it's just a bad day, you're going to torment yourself with that. But because you've given yourself a two-hour block, and that is the block of time, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of what the writing is like, even if it's pulling teeth, there's an end in sight. And I think that that's a, that, is a, uh, that is an inherently re rewarding way to look at working every day. Uh, like, imagine, for instance, if we went to our day jobs and we weren't allowed to leave our day jobs until we accomplished a certain number of tasks. Like, that would be an insane way to measure work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so why do we hold ourselves to those standards in our fiction writing or in our uh, creative work? Um, unless we feel particularly inspired to continue, like, time blocks, I think, are a really, really valuable way to approach this practice. Um, and that's, to be honest, that's one of the things that I have subsequently done. I haven't been really... Uh, consistent or, or, or focused on the effort. But when I do sit down to write, I will give myself chunks of time. I'll say, I'm going to write for a half hour now, then take a break and then write for a half hour. Uh, instead of trying to like finish a scene or do paragraph counts, which is what I used to do. Um, instead, I'm just like, I'm going to sit here and look at this manuscript for a little bit. Um, and it has been, it's been really different to, to think about it in those terms. Um, so I just, I just wanted to point that out because we have mentioned it a lot uh, the boat, the two of you have, have repeatedly talked about how that's how you write. But I think that, um, I, I would like for us to start a cult movement of counting hours instead of words, uh, because it is such a relief to do that. Uh, anyway, that, that's, that's my aside here. Um, Craig, you are an anomalous writer. You can write every day. You find yourself productive and then your brain turns off at nine when you can go to sleep. I'm memorizing things about you because I find you a fascinating specimen. All right. Um, do you have any strategies for daily practice that, that work for you? Do you need any strategies or are you just like good? Uh, I do actually need some strategy um, and I'm struggling right now, to be honest. Um, I can work at home. Okay. So my routine is I write an hour before I go to work. I can do it at home, but I can't do it at home every single day. So I need a really good coffee shop to go to before work at least twice a week so that I get some variety. And my writing coffee shop closed and went out of business, what, three months ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can't write at Starbucks. So, and I can't write at Second Cup, which is a Canadian chain. So I really have nowhere to write 
outside of the house anymore. However, I just found out last night that a new coffee shop has opened up where the coffee shop went out of business. So I'm going to check it out this week. Hopefully um, we can get, hopefully it's a good writing space. Um, but that's really my only strategy is I know that if I'm going to be at home five days a week writing um, or seven days a week, I guess, if you include the weekends, then I'm going to eventually be driven to distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, I have two cats that love to cuddle mm -hmm. for that hour before I go to work. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, you probably have the same issue over there. This uh, one likes to sit in front of the screen. <clears throat> My voice cracked. I'm almost 30. Uh, this one likes to sit in front of the screen and... Uh, the thing that she does that's amazing, it's like cliche cat, um, she chases the mouse, like the, the <laughs> mouse cursor. Uh, yeah. And if I'm typing, she'll chase the, the letters as they approach, as, as they, you know, uh, you know, manifest on the screen. Uh, uh, also, I, for, I have a keyboard, I have a mechanical keyboard where every key lights up in a different color as I type, which is like cat heaven. Uh, mm -hmm. So she'll often walk on that. Uh, anyway, I, sorry. I, be distracted by your keyboard too i'd probably be rolling on it while you're typing. Yeah. so i don't blame my cat it's you know she's she's a purring machine and she's soft and she's cute and she's uh a baby so i find her like endlessly distracting and beautiful and um, i wanted to mention one other thing relating to time uh john and i go to a writing group uh which varies in numbers, but right now we're at three people, so John, myself, and one other person. Um, we generally don't get together to critique each other. Um, we just get together to all sit around with our laptops and work, and we can get distracted sometimes. Um, the other person in our writing group likes to talk about pop culture, and I get drawn into that, and we can talk for hours. So what we end up doing is we do writing sprints for 20 minutes. Just shut off everything and write for 20 minutes, and that's a really small, manageable chunk. Because mm -hmm. hour can be a lot for some people, especially if you have kids in the house or if you have a lot of things that you have to do in the day. An hour can be a lot, but 20 minutes, most people can do 20 minutes. And depending on what you're writing and what your speed is, you can get pretty high word counts. I can mm -hmm. sometimes get about 1,200 words in 20 minutes. Wow. Depend on what I'm writing. If you're uh, if you're writing like erotica, you're just like in the zone. Pretty much. I know. Is. I know you now, Craig. I know your. I know your deal. Yeah, and nonfiction. Same. If non I write nonfiction, he's fast. closer to two to three thousand words an hour. Yeah, I I wrote a. I was feeling frustrated about the political climate uh, in the United States, as you might imagine, uh, mm -hmm. at work um, about a month ago, and. Uh, I was just, I was unable to focus on work. I was so pissed. It was, it was just like seeping through me, uh, like a, like a miasma of, of like white power that just was like taking over. Um, and so I just sat and I was like, I got to write this out. And I ended up writing an article, uh, that was a few thousand words in a span of like 15, 20 minutes. And I, it was it was amazing that I was writing that much. It was like a 2000 word article that I wrote in like 15 minutes, um, which isn't usually my speed. Uh, but it was also such a relief to get it off my chest. So I, I definitely feel you. Like if there's something burning a hole in your brain um, or if it's nonfiction, you can just kind of like spit words out like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. You're not spending as much time looking for the right word in nonfiction, I found. Right. Yeah. Um, like cause I'm working on a book on how to market your book. And so it's basically, I'm writing, how do you use Facebook as an author? How do you use Tumblr and Twitter? Mm -hmm. And 
there's really, yeah, like you say, you're not searching for the right word because you're basically explaining the process as if you were talking to someone. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. making artsy paragraphs that you might make in literature. Yeah, you're not you're not writing window pane prose there. You're just making sure that uh that folks get get the gist. Um, so we've talked about things that do work: coffee shops, uh, setting aside time. Uh, we've talked last week about removing distractions. Um, are there any, are there things that specifically, you know, do not work for you when you try to set up a daily practice? Uh, are there things that you, that you know, you should avoid, uh, strategies that you may recommend for others to avoid when it comes to uh, daily practice? I find for myself, I need to be careful what I work on. Um, like there was a time where I, ex- I tried writing two things at once. So I would put my time in on a thousand roads which I was in the habit of doing every day and I thought I'm just loving this I'm gonna try another like say hour writing block and start working on a side project and that was a dis- like it lasted two days and I mm. just at that point I already knew it's like something's not working here and I turned to somebody for some feedback on the other project and they're like this is really stilted um, and so when I heard that, it's like, yeah, it caused me to look in the mirror a little bit and realize that I'm sort of trying too hard to, uh, now that could just be me. Some people can multitask. Um, I just find the thing that I have to be careful of is I can really only have my, on something big, um, I can only have my mind in one place at a time. Um, and that could just be a preference. I mean, I think everyone should experiment with their writing practice um i am doing a daily thing now but before that when i wrote blood dawn i only wrote on weekends and the rest of the week i didn't write and that put out a different type of novel mm-hmm. uh, it was there was it was a little shallower uh, i didn't have the same depth as a thousand roads that had it when i wrote a thousand roads first draft i was writing every day not as much but i wrote every day Mm-hmm. And so I, as I moved ahead, it moved so slowly, and it's just the chance to dig all these layers into it. Um, I think that's kind of the advantage of a regular frequency. Um, and every time you're away from your work, you're sort of that, that's sort of there's a, there's a distancing that happens, so it's possible to make it more disconnected. And you know, so those are some things I've learned. So it's kind of it, it's like related to what we talked about about distraction. The more places your attention is, the less, intimate and unified your uh, your work is going to be on a particular thing mm-hmm. so so that's something that that i really pay attention to i'm Hard gonna to jump in for one sec and say i have the complete opposite uh experience i love if, that yeah if i yeah. work on only one project and i hit a roadblock i just stare at it for like an hour mm-hmm. but if i have more than one project i can flip between the two of them or mm-hmm. three or more as yeah. is sometimes the case um, and so I'm always really engaged and excited about what I'm writing. Sometimes it means a project is on a back burner and I only pop into it once a week, but I'm always productive because I can bounce between various projects. Are those all fiction projects or do you have one fiction project you're working on and one nonfiction or yep, all fiction projects and they're all in the same genre too. Interesting. Yeah. Because I find, I found, uh, I was working on a lot of fiction concurrently uh, and I, I sit between where you and John are. So, uh, if I'm working on too many fiction projects simultaneously, they, I, I start to have like crosstalk and it's not really helpful. Um, but what I am doing is if I'm having a hard time writing fiction, I'll just write a blog post. I'll write a book review. Um, and oftentimes, in fact, 
I'll just the thing I want to write more often is the materials for my blog uh, because I've just found that it's easier for me to jump in and jump out of that. Um, and once I've warmed up with a blog post, I'm much better at sitting down and, and churning out words um, in in my in my fiction work. Um, what I've found is also that the places that work for me best to write change with alarming frequency and no discernible pattern. Um, because I haven't developed a true habit. Um, I have the desire to develop the habit, but I have not yet had the discipline to really develop that habit. So like this might be TMI, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, the place I've been getting the, the best writing done recently or the best sort of like beginning of a writing session done is in the bathroom on my <laughs> phone on Scrivener. Uh, so like I, uh, I just spent the last few months, I, I, I finished my job last week, uh, or I guess when this podcast airs, it'll have been two weeks ago. Um, I, I just finished my, my job at the Lawrence Hall of Science at UC Berkeley, which was a great job. Uh, and you know, like you get there in the morning, you sort of settle in eventually you need to use the bathroom. And I would always load up Scrivener, go to the bathroom for a few minutes and write like 50 words. And then I would go back to my desk and finish out the thought that I started in the bathroom. Um, because I keep Scrivener on every device, even if it's a work device, uh, which probably isn't cool, but like sue me or whatever. Uh, so it's weird, but like that was the thing that got me writing more often than not recently was being like, well, there's nothing else to do in here. Um, I'm going to write. So sorry for, uh, for turning this rated PG 13 for a moment listeners. But, uh, but yeah. Um, in, in terms of not working, you know, I, I'm, I'm like perpetually trying to figure out how to be more disciplined about my writing because I love to write. I do. I really do. And I cannot for the life of me sit down and force myself to do it until sometimes I'm just, like, it just needs to happen and it happens and I feel great. But there's all this stuff happening in the world around me that I, that I feel, uh, I cannot help being drawn towards. Um, and it's just kind of like, I think it's less than a, less than a matter of motivation. It's a matter of uh, focus, control, and dedicated time. And I think that the idea of scheduling, which we talked about a few podcast episodes ago, um, where John provided his spreadsheet for what you do during the day every day, I think that's going to be really helpful for me going forward because this is just, this is, it's not like some, it's not like being a, I don't know. I don't know what kind of pejorative I'm looking for for someone who's a bit too organized. I don't think, is there one? But, uh, the idea is that it's not it's not negative to see yourself as a person with limited time and to block that time out for the things you care about. Uh, there's there's a stigma against scheduling your life uh, because it it for, it indicates a lack of spontaneity or a lack of uh, desire for for new experiences and freedom, perhaps. But I think that there's actually a lot of value in saying I'm setting aside time to do something. Um, so I, I I love that you guys have this kind of like regularity, um, this consistency when you do have it. Um, I do want to switch tactics a bit because we touched on this briefly, uh, just now. And I want to ask what writing every day means to you in terms of, uh, what it is that you work on, because I went to a, uh, convention. I went to a convention called, uh, oh God, let me see if I can remember uh, convolution in the Bay area. Um, and I only managed to go to two talks because, 
uh, we discovered that we had fleas that weekend and that was a nightmare. Um, but one of the two panels that I went to was kind of a disaster. Um, and it was called do the damn thing every day. And the intention of that panel was to have this kind of a discussion about what, what kind of strategies you use, what, how it benefits you, um, you know, what things don't work, what things do work, etc. But the conversation ended up being, uh, sort of hijacked by this idea that, aimless creation, just writing every day or painting every day for the sake of doing it, uh, was not actually going to advance your creative work and had no intrinsic value. And you shouldn't write every day if you're just writing to write. Um, and there was a lot of disagreement in the room because, uh, you know, in truth, the guy who was putting that point forward, uh, English wasn't his first language and he was having a very difficult time expressing his idea. But the, the, the kernel of the idea that came out of the conversation was that if you're not doing, uh, if you don't put intent into your work that you do every day, if you're not, if you're just kind of doing it because it's on your to-do list and you need to get it done, that's not the kind of writing perhaps that you should be doing if you're doing writing every day. If you're writing every day, it should be writing that you're, in, that you in some way care about. But that doesn't mean exclusively that you need to be writing draft copy of fiction. It can mean a lot of different things. So I want to know what writing every day means for you guys. If it means uh, exclusively drafting your stories, or if it means outlining, or if it means nonfiction work, or if it means uh, correspondences, or if it means diary or journaling, like because writing every day can mean so many things. Um, and I just wanted to see if you guys have a have a personal take on that. Uh, for myself, writing every day does actually mean writing. Um, I don't do much drafting. I might have a uh, sorry. I don't do much outlining. I might have a few notes that I'm working on, um, but. When I say I'm writing, I generally do mean that I'm actually writing. Sometimes it means revising or rewriting, but it does mean writing for myself. I like to have a focus. So, I mean, for the last nearly eight months, it's been a thousand roads. has been my focus in the, in the everyday um, drafting. And I, the thing about that is it's not that it has to be just one novel that you work on. I mean, like, Craig mentioned he can have multiple projects and so it's like if he's going to put some time aside he can choose where he parks himself um I am about to take a short break because I'm going to be waiting for the edits to come back before I dive into a fourth draft of a thousand roads but I want to keep the daily habit up so for me I have some other fiction projects that you know that I I would explore during this time and it's like two hours is on and I'm going to write. Um, so I like to have a focus. If I don't, I mean, if I'm just, hey, I have to write, I don't I don't know what I'm going to write. So I, I usually, the thing is um, being on one novel at a time, I mean, I am percolating with all sorts of things I would do if I had more time to write. Mm. So it's kind of, it feels like I don't have enough time to write. So the fact that I only have two hours means I have to choose it with care. Um, that's tough. I mean, I've, I've really been all over the map. There's many times I've just wanted to quit this because it's sort of like, I feel like I'm flogging a dead horse and mm. that happens when you're working on the same thing over and over without any break from it. Um, so, uh, but so, yeah, I, I need to focus or else I feel like I'm just sitting there writing and I don't know what I'm writing, what I'm trying to do. So does that mean, for instance, that like your uh, your newsletter updates, for instance, uh, those don't count to you as that yeah, part, as part of that two hour experience? 
yeah, they don't. Um, I guess they could, but um, I divide my like to me that sort of belongs to work time. Mm-hmm. So um, I see like everything in terms of book promotion and platform because that's all stuff that's part of the company. So I sort of divide my day up. I have I have um, two hour focused time after like in the afternoon, and that's how I kick off my work day. And that's longer thing, like more longer. They're kind of like intermediate focus compared to a long novel right Mm -hmm. but things like writing okay i have to sit down and write a newsletter um i have to write a blog post um you know i'm working on a second highbrow course they've asked me to write a a second like congratulations thank you yeah like i i don't know if i've mentioned before in previous episode that i wrote a first one on um, the whole marketing, how to market your ebook online. I took your course. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well put together. Well, thank you. <laughs> it was uh, it was fun to write. It was kind of uh, just sort of like distilling the stuff that that I've learned, and so that's that's part of in terms of writing these courses. Yes, it's helpful to uh, anybody else who's going to want it, but it's also a chance to distill stuff that I've learned from um, from ever from the process. So. You know, like I, I do those sorts of things, and then the rest of the day, it's like I divide that up into like twenty-minute blocks where I dive in and tackle. These are shorter, like to-do list kind mm-hmm. of things. So, so that tends to be how I divide the day up. But so I really like to make sure that two hours of writing, that first sort of, that's like my most serious, most prime time work that I do, and it's whatever that I'm doing there is the most important writing task and as it happens right now you know a thousand roads is at the heart of it and and because I'm taking a break I'm going to do other things and the purpose of that is going to be to grow as a writer and to uh, take a break so refresh myself and maybe I, I, I don't want to say too much about what I'm going to write because I'm just going to say it's being ghost written <laughs> be any, any related at all to my platform nice I, uh, yeah, it's sometimes you got to separate those things. Um, well, we are, we are at time. Actually, we're a little bit past time again. Um, I've just been enjoying these conversations so much that, uh, I, I, I will not, uh, stop them if I'm, if I'm enjoying them. Uh, but before we go, we do have a recommendation that we've made before and we will make again, presumably. Um, uh, Rachel Aaron's 2K to 10K, uh, is a book that really addresses this, this idea of, time to write and how to strategically set yourself up to write um, efficiently. Um, And she does so not by trying to like hack writing into some kind of like uh, rote formula. Um, She does it by generating within you a a genuine excitement about the work that you're doing um, and a sense of, of awareness before you sit down to write of what you're going to be working on. And I think those two things are are pretty radical readjustments for most writers I know certainly is for me the idea that um I do know what I'm going to write so why don't I formalize that like when I sit down I have a fairly good idea of what I want to write maybe if I formalize that by taking 5 minutes at the beginning of my writing session to literally write write down a brief sort of thumbnail sketch of what I'm going to do which is what a lot of artists do before they paint something for instance they do a thumbnail sketch to just sort of study a shape and light like why not do the same thing uh when you sit down to write so that you don't have to you know fall into this sort of 
traps and pitfalls that you might fall into if you're just in the middle of drafting. Why not fall into those uh, beforehand when you're not fully committed to choosing the right words and etc. Um, so so that's Rachel Aaron's 2K to 10K. It's like 2.99 on the Kindle store. Um, so it won't set you back too far. Is there anything else you want to recommend, uh, John or Craig? Because I know we've recommended that book a dozen times probably. I'm going to put myself on the line here um, because one thing I've been wanting to do with the magic spreadsheet, I find with the magic spreadsheet because it's so word count focused, it's harder to get people involved who are doing things like um, revision or um, or just where they're, they're just where it's not doesn't translate well to a word count. Uh, we have a small sort of writing group and a Facebook messenger group, uh, and I've been wanting to design a spreadsheet that focuses on these 20-minute sprints and uses a similar point system. So I'm going to put myself on the line and say I'm going to make that, and we can share it and, so make if, a, and anyone can join. If you want, the uh, for, for what it's worth, the magic spreadsheet, uh, there is a built-in... Uh, like it'll accept uh, single digit units up to, I think eight corresponding to hours. Uh, okay. It won't add to your word count, but it'll count towards your streaks and it'll count towards your points. Um, okay. So if you enter, you know, between the numbers one and eight, and I think you can check the formula. You you certainly understand it well enough to to see what that looks like. Um, but the 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 beginnings of that kind of spreadsheet are, are already in there. So if you want to duplicate it and sort of play with that formula, feel free. Uh, because it would be really cool to to have something that was equally rewarding for time spent working on writing as opposed yeah. to seeing numbers like word count go so high. Um, because there are there are people for whom seeing high word counts uh, of their friends is really unmotivating or demotivating or whatever the proper uh, negative form of that word is. Um, because... Well, so, yeah, what I wanted to do is create a metric so that everyone has a relative um, number with each other, and, and it's it's not going to translate with word count a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You might sit down and review a scene, and you've sat down and you've had to focus for 40 minutes consecutively, and that equates to somebody who sat down and wrote 800 words of their draft. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really great. Um, so there you go, John. You have been assigned homework. Okay, I'll um, do it. <laughs> and uh, and readers slash listeners, you can uh, read or reread Rachel Aaron's 2K to 10K, which I found uh, motivational and totally sensible. And with that, thank you, podcasters, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And we will see you next time. <laughs>